You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guests today are Bereavement Committee Chair, Captain Craig Aber, and Bereavement Committee Vice Chair, First Officer Jim Coletti. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Talk a little bit about your committee and how you guys got involved in union work. Well, uh, we're the bereavement committee, and we provide assistance to a family after the passing of a crew member, and we will assist the family with uh, coordination of benefits through a collaborative work with retirement insurance and the company. I got involved with union work because of Ming Lo. Ming passed away last year. He was a long-serving bereavement chairman, and uh, I served as his flight engineer, and we discovered that we had similar backgrounds, and uh, Ming approached me about joining his committee after I got off probation, and sure enough, as soon as I got off probation, I got the phone call to join. Soon after joining, I took over as the vice chair, and several years later, Ming informed me that he had planned on stepping down, and uh, the MEC appointed me chair, and uh, I've served in that position since. Jim, talk a little bit about how you got involved with the bereavement committee. So after Craig became chairman, I knew Craig from commuting in and out of Pittsburgh together, and he asked me if I would be willing to be the vice chair. And I had no background with this, and he basically said, can you be compassionate? Are you willing to help people out when they're dealing with a tragedy? Um, And I do enjoy helping other people out, so that's how I got involved. When I get talking to people and tell them that I'm a vice chair of the bereavement committee, I often make a point of saying, I'm not lazy, but I prefer not to do any work because if I'm doing work, that means something bad has happened. That being said, it is good to help the families out whenever they are dealing with a tragedy. Talk about who's currently on the bereavement committee. So you've already introduced myself um, and Jim, and then we also have Captain Jim Brennan and Captain Joe Colangelo. We'll talk to the pilots about what the bereavement committee does. So basically, the bereavement committee, as soon as we find out either from the company or the union of a pilot passing away, we first work with the casualty assistant liaison to get the survivor's guide out to them, and they will hopefully pass it on to the family. Big picture, we're trying to work between the company and the family and make it as smooth as possible for them to handle insurance or bringing the uh, crew member back home if they pass away on a trip. We basically will do anything the family needs as far as help, and even if it means just listening to them talk. Sometimes we call them up, and they just want somebody to talk to. So um, basically, big picture, we're a liaison between the company and the family, but we will do anything that the surviving family needs. We'll be as involved as the family wants us to be, and we'll help in any way that we can. Well, can you talk some more about the process once your committee receives notice that a pilot has passed away? What does your committee do? Usually we'll be notified either by a fleet captain or fleet manager, and on occasion we'll actually get a phone call from a casualty assistant liaison to inform us that a crew member's passed away. Once that happens, we'll reach out to the associated fleet captain or manager just to get confirmation. Once we do, we'll reach out to the PAC. Uh, We'll talk to the PAC. We'll get some contact information on the family. We'll usually wait a few days uh, before we reach out to them just because they're so involved with with making arrangements. 
we'll usually have the casualty assistant liaison make a brief introduction for us. The casualty assistant liaison is, is a very important position, and there are still quite a few pilots that don't have casualty assistant liaisons designated. So it's very important to have one because they'll serve as the go-between. They'll introduce us to the family because the family doesn't know who we are or what we do. So usually when the, when the cow reaches out and says, hey, Craig or Jim or somebody from the committee will be reaching out to you to help, it opens the door for us and it, it makes it easier for the family. They, they maybe don't realize it, but it, it makes it easier when they know that somebody from the union is going to be reaching out to them. And we'll, we'll help them through the process. We'll have the cow get them the, the survivor's guide, which kind of, I hate to use the term checklist, but it, it's a procedural document that will help the family get through what they need to do in the next few weeks following a crew member's death. Well, you mentioned cow. What should pilots consider when they select a cow, and how does a pilot designate a cow? So uh, things to consider. Um, it doesn't have to be a crew member, but it definitely helps out to be a crew member because crew members are familiar with our system, terminology that we use, but it doesn't have to be, but it, it's beneficial. Somebody that knows you, preferably somebody that knows your family, and it helps out also if they live in the same general area as you. So those are things that uh, you'd want to, to try to find somebody like that. Somebody that will be willing to help your family out if something does happen to you. And as far as designation, uh, you can go into VIPs and that's where you can designate. And uh, just to reiterate something Craig said, I get talking to people and a lot of people don't even know what a casualty assistant liaison is. They don't have somebody designated. It was probably mentioned back in basic indoc but you have all kind of information come to you then. Nobody's thinking about this stuff in basic indoc. But it is important. You'd like to think it's never going to happen, but it happens to, to our crew members occasionally. So uh, please go into VIPs, designate somebody as a casualty assistant liaisons. Obviously check with them, make sure that they're willing to do that. But it's a very important um, step to have. If they go into VIPs, under VIP site index, under contact information, it's the bottom line. We'll say casualty assistant liaison. You can also go to uh, fdx.alpa.org, and there's a link there on the bereavement page that'll take you right to VIPs to designate your casualty assistant liaison. Well, you've mentioned Survivor's Guide. Talk to the pilots about what that is and where can that guide be found. So the Survivor's Guide is a uh, ALPA-created document that basically serves as procedural steps for a surviving family. It gives basic and general information. It talks about health insurance, uh, life insurance, continuation of benefits. Um, it gives you ideas on what you should be doing, who you should be dealing with. It makes references to getting a financial advisor if you don't have one. Because at the time of a crew member's death or anybody's death for that matter, it, it's often unexpected and, and people don't know necessarily what to do or how to deal with it. So this serves as an outline to keep you on track. And it's good to sit down with your spouse. I know my wife and I have gone over it. There's an inventory sheet listed in the document and it gives you an opportunity to outline assets that you have, credit cards that you have, bills that have to be paid. Usually what we see is there'll be some discontinuity and there'll be some panic from a spouse. Well, I don't even know what bills are doing when they're due. What this does is this lays out the framework that if something would happen that you're going to relieve your spouse, your family from the stress of having to deal with this because they'll already know, okay, well, this is this is what I have to do. And these are the passwords, these are the usernames, these are the accounts that we have. 
Um, and it just, it, it makes it easier for the survivors. And it's a good document to read through and get familiar with. One other thing I just want to add to what Craig said, it has a timeline, you know, for the surviving family. Week one, you do this. Week two, you do this. Week three. So it has a timeline of things that they need to do. Uh, there might be deadlines for health insurance. There is also every single important phone number that you'll need, whether it's at the company, the union, insurance. Uh, it's all in there. It's a great document. Once again, not many people are familiar with it. Uh, it takes some work in advance to fill it out and to do the inventory and all the accounts. But if you get it done and put it with your end-of-life documents, you are saving your family a lot of work and headache if something should happen to you. The Survivor's Guide, there's links to it on ftxalpa.org. Drop down to committees, and it's, it's listed there on bereavement. It's also listed on the retirement insurance page as well. Jim, talk a little bit about what happens when a pilot passes away in the field. So if we receive word of a pilot passing away on a layover, we work with the company on bringing that crew member back home to their family. FedEx is a great company. We still find things to complain about. But I can tell you, anytime we've had this happen, they go to an incredible level to accommodate the family. I can't speak highly enough to management for how sensitive they are with the family and how hard they work to make this terrible experience go as smoothly as possible. So as far as the bereavement committee, we do work with the company management on arranging bringing the crew member home. Uh, once that's taken care of, we will work with uh, flight coordination to make announcements. We'll try to get an email out or a message out through the union if we're going to have an honor guard meet the crew member uh, as they're passing through the hub. Um, we also try to have somebody taking pictures or videos. Just last fall, we had to bring a crew member home from Europe. They came through Paris. They came through Memphis before they ended up on their final leg to Boston. And um, we had people taking pictures, taking videos, and we passed it on to the family. Because the family can't be right on the ramp, you know, watching this take place, this is as close as they can get. And last fall, you know, all our hubs are busy. And I was there last fall in Paris, and the entire ramp stopped. Nothing happened as we were loading the crew member on the airplane. When I sent those pictures on to the family, it just meant a lot to them to see how we were this big company, but we all stopped out of respect for this crew member that was coming home. And I can tell you I've received uh, positive feedback. I just spoke with that family uh, last week, and they were very appreciative of us getting those pictures and videos to them. Does the bereavement committee only work with pilots who pass away? No, we don't. We assist any crew member if they'd experience a death in the family. And we also, we take darts quite often. A crew member will have a question about bereavement leave. So I'll point out if they want to reach out to bereavement committee um, to ask a question, they can always call. I took a phone call the other day that came through the Alpa switchboard or they can submit a dart through dart.alpa.org. It'll happen. We have a crew member that'll reach out and say, hey, my father's not doing well. I just got a call from the hospital. I need to start you know, heading home. So we'll assist in that. We'll give them advice on reaching out to the fleet management. But we'll also point out to them that in the event that you do have a family member pass away, that they are entitled to bereavement leave. It's very important, I think, that, that crew members, they, they get familiar with our contract when it comes to this. 
Um, so if they look at 25Z in the, in the contract where it talks about bereavement absence, it'll specifically tell you in the death of a pilot's immediate family. An immediate family in this case would count as a spouse, child, parent, sister, brother, father-in-law, mother-in-law, grandparent, or grandchild. And you'll get three days of leave after the date of death. So it's very important, I think, to know that because I've had crew members that weren't aware of this and um, they dropped trips where they, they could have been covered by the contract. So it's important that they know that. Well, are there any support groups available under the bereavement committee? Uh, yes, we have a, a, a support group for pilots that have lost a child. And how this came about, uh, I have a friend of mine who is a pilot here. He's since retired and he lost a child and he really, really struggled with, with that, which is understandably so. When I spoke to him, one of the things he said, he's like, you know, it's tough to find somebody that understands what you're going through. If we find out of a pilot that loses a child, I can't say, oh, I know what you're going through. I have no idea what they're going through. I don't ever want to know what they're going through. I don't want to experience that. But what this group of volunteers has done is they have offered their services to speak to somebody who has lost a child. Every situation is unique, and everybody grieves differently, but they might be able to say, hey, doing this helped me out. Watch out. You don't go down this path. Well, Craig and Jim, thanks so much for coming. Are there any final thoughts? Well, thanks for having us today. We appreciate the opportunity to come in and reach out to the pilots. And I will say that, that Jim and I and the rest of the committee were honored to serve on this committee. It's, it's a difficult job, uh, but we're honored to do it. And, you know, Jim alluded to earlier, hopefully we don't have to, to do it, but unfortunately it's necessary for us to have to do this. So our final thoughts are, uh, it's important that crew members get a copy of the Survivor's Guide. Go through it with your, with your spouse, your significant other. Go through it so that, that there is a framework of documents in place. Additionally, I'll say uh, it's important to have a casualty assistant liaison designated. It definitely makes it easier for your family and for us if you do those things. I'd also tell people just get familiar with the contract or at least know where to find it. So if you do lose a close family member, you know what you're entitled to. And also uh, go on to fdx.alpa.org, the bereavement page. You'll find the survivor's guide there. We're not the committee that people are most interested in, especially now. You're interested in the negotiating committee and scheduling committee. Safety. Safety committee. But you also want to become familiar with us because cross your fingers hopefully never happens, but you might need the bereavement committee someday. So at least get familiar with that. Get your survivor's guide filled out. Make sure you have a casualty assistant liaison listed in VIPs because if something happens to you, it's not going to help you out, but it's going to help your family members out that are surviving you. And I'd also like to add, as pilots, we have to take responsibility for our health. If you know you have a lingering health issue that's ongoing, you haven't had medical attention to it, I urge you to please follow up with your with your doctors. And finally, it's a good thing to do every, uh, every six months or so to just... Uh, to log in and check your beneficiaries for your insurance policies, health insurance, and, and whether they're administered through FedEx, through pilot benefits at FedEx, or uh, if you have an insurance policy that you hold privately or bank accounts, just it's always a good idea to make sure that your beneficiaries are up to date. We all go through life changes where, where things uh, need to get updated and sometimes it gets overlooked. Thanks again, Craig and Jim, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpa.org, and utilize the DART link. And as always, 
be safe out there and we'll see you next time.